Hello, and welcome to the CFL Podcast, Season 2, Episode 7. Today we're talking about the theoretical hierarchy of development. Fancy, right? This was a... First released in an article written by Greg Glassman in October of 2002. Uh, the article was titled, What is Fitness? And um, this was a pyramid that he developed to how to phys- how to take somebody physically and move them from uh, either the couch to a place of fitness and health or even take somebody that is at the very top of their sport uh, and make that person even better. So just like uh, with everything in CrossFit, it is... Um, it is inclusive, so it doesn't matter the person uh, being applied to. It just matters that you follow the rules of it, and it'll work for you. So what is it? What is it? I know. we got to get to that. So for those of you guys watching on YouTube, we're going to have the pyramid up for you here, um, so you'll be able to visually visually see it. For those of you guys that are listening on iTunes, uh, it's a pyramid with found, uh, the foundation of it being nutrition, above that metabolic conditioning, above that gymnastics, above gymnastics is weightlifting and throwing. And then above uh, weightlifting and at the very top is sport. So that's what the uh, pyramid is. In the um, the theory behind it is is that the one below it, meaning if you skip the foundation, if we're not focusing on having solid nutrition, then everything above that suffers. Um, so if you get the thing below it down, if we lock that in place, if everything is solid, as you move further up the rung, um, you will continue to progress and then finally uh, be in um, uh, great physical shape for whatever it is that you're trying to obtain, whether that just be health or whether that be uh, complete dominance in a sport. So we'll break these down just a little bit for a slight further explanation, but for those of you guys that really want some detail on this, head on over to iTunes where I've slowly started to convert a lot of um, the original CrossFit Journal articles into audio, audio format. I'm slowly making my way through the L2, or as I like to call it, the field manual. Just kidding. Nobody probably calls it that but me. <laughs> um, I'm slowly making my way through the whole entire book, and it'll be available uh, section by section in audio format. So just search CrossFit Livermore um, Podcast or search CrossFit Journal Audio. Either one will pop up on iTunes, and uh, you'll have this full article in audio format as well as uh, multiple others that I have uh, available there. Okay, so back to the pyramid. Nutrition. I know you guys have all heard the saying um, before, garbage in, garbage out, right? If we're not eating um, real whole foods, meaning if it's not sort of some sort of vegetable, some sort of fruit, some sort of a lean meat that's a good sourced and uh, antibiotic free and all that good stuff, if you're not feeding your body nice, clean, whole foods and we're serving ourselves a lot of junk food, meaning it's high in um, processed carbohydrate, it's really high in sugar, that that is going to affect everything you do from then on. So if you guys don't have your nutrition um, dialed in, it's going to take a really long time and you will actually never really make uh, gains in anything um, moving forward. So get that nutrition in check. For those of you guys that do have it in check but still uh, are a little heavy-handed with the alcohol, let's say, um, that also still plays a a large role in it. So make sure you guys are are moderating that as well um, to continue to see gains in your fitness and you're not just kind of um, running on the track treadmill, so to speak. The next one up from that is uh, metabolic conditioning. 
So what that means there is we have three metabolic pathways, which again, if you go to the iTunes link below, you could get in more detail there. But to keep it real basic, real short, we have an anaerobic uh, system and we have an aerobic system because it could be broken down to even two. So the anaerobic is short, uh, high intensity bouts of exercise. The aerobic is a little bit longer, low intensity um, exercise. And what we want to do is we want to mix and match that as much as possible. So that way we have a solid, uh, a solid baseline in all three and we're not deficient or, um, too shy of any one of them. And uh, that basically comes the Metcon, which is short for metabolic conditioning. So all the workouts that we do is the metabolic condition that we're talking about there. Next up is gymnastics for this here. We're talking about total control of the body. So we first want to be able to uh, move through full range of motion in our air squats, pull-ups, dips, um, muscle-ups, different things like this, more complex ones, handstand push-ups, push-ups. We want to be able to do all the basics up to some uh, a little bit higher skill ones with really good capacity in that uh, before we start to venture too far into the weightlifting. If we skip that or we're not quite as good as those, you'll find that your weightlifting will uh, start to suffer because of it. Because like we said, if you're deficient in anything below it, the next one up tends to suffer quite a bit. So the next one up from the gymnastics there is going to be weightlifting and throwing. Uh, weightlifting in the sense of major uh, lifts here. We're talking snatch, clean and jerk, back squat, um, push press, uh, deadlift, those type of things. Um, I'm not talking about isolated curls or uh, anything like that. It needs to be uh, multi-joint compound lifts. Um that's what we're referred to as weightlifting. Uh, and the throwing is in there because that is under the same core to extremity philosophy, meaning I'm generating a lot of power through the hips and then producing that power into some sort of um, some sort of action, whether that be throwing a ball as far as I can, which we saw in the 2012 games. Yes. Um, or... Is it 2012 or is it 2011? Oh, I'm stuck on it now. Okay, either way. It was uh, actually an event at the CrossFit Games was a softball throw. But either how, we're talking about movements here that produce the most amount of force. So quarter extremity movements with our weightlifting. And that's why throwing is included with it. Uh, at the very top of it, we have sport. And uh, this is where we start to do specific drills for your specific uh, sport. CrossFit has enough, enough um, broadness to it to where it'll make you physically fit. And then you'll need to dial in your specific skills and drills for, let's say, basketball or golf or whatever the sport may be. Uh, that's at the top of the pyramid um, and what you should be focusing on after we're uh, efficient in all the rungs below it, right? So going into a little bit more um, detail with it here, the metabolic conditioning and the the three metabolic uh, pathways. Well, actually, before we go into the metabolic conditioning, back real quick to the nutrition piece. Um, just to not let you uh, leave you hanging here, Rishi, we had a question from you regarding on um, how we kind of navigate the grocery store, which uh, Grace and I thought was a wonderful uh, question and going to be a great topic on nutrition later. So we're actually going to kind of show some common labels. What does all natural flavor mean versus natural flavors versus artificial flavors versus organic versus non-GM? versus vegan certified. So we'll kind of give you guys a breakdown of all those labels and then how to kind of navigate the grocery store and also some common tricks that are used uh, by marketers of these major food companies to lead you to believe that it is healthy when in fact it's just the same stuff that they've been providing, which is processed carbohydrate. Um, so quick caveat on that nutrition piece. So look out for that podcast. That one will be coming very soon. And thank you for your question. Then back to metabolic uh, conditioning there. Um, and the reason why I don't want to 
to blow over the nutrition thing because it's the most important. It's the most foundation. But in my belief that it, it needs its whole uh, separate um, podcast so we could really start to dive into that because it's a very complex uh complex deal. So leaving that aside for just a brief moment, now we're going into metabolic conditioning piece of it. We have three metabolic pathways, like I mentioned earlier, and how we tend to target those for a broad sense of it um, is just to give you a broad sense of it is we work in different time domains. So you guys see it all the time in the workouts where we'll do two minutes on, one minute off, whatever the case may be. Um, We'll do that with the full on workout. We'll do that with just our rowing, running, uh, assault bike workouts with all of them. Also too, we vary the reps in there. So we know that if we have really low repetitions, it's going to be a strong day. We're going to be working on strength. There's going to be a lot of rest. So the intensity uh, will be uh, low, but the strength component when we're there will be very high. So that's again, working one specific um, pathway. And then we have the in-between where we'll have our moderate weight with fairly high to moderate reps where we're doing it in the workout for multiple times. Again, that's targeting another specific uh, metabolic pathway. And then by varying how long we do these workouts for, how much we rest in between, all that matters and all that is encompassed in uh, metabolic conditioning or how we distill it down to Metcon or WAD, if you will, the workout of the day. Um, So that piece is really important. You could see how those two are so intermeshed with nutrition because metabolically, you're converting your food into energy, hence metabolic conditioning, right? Um, In the process or how efficiently you convert that food into energy has 100% to do with the type of food you're fueling your body in the first place, right? You can't perform and drive a race car with a really poor fuel in sand in the gas tank. It'll process that and it'll just break down, right? So same thing with our bodies. If I eat a lot of really good, clean, whole foods, when I go into those different time domains or systems, I feel good. I'm able to process clean, burning energy and uh, that fuels me through my workout. So those two are one and the same. As we move into gymnastics here, this is where I feel a lot of people kind of they graze over this real quickly. Um, and uh, the reason why it's kind of easy to scale around a little bit. And before we go into a lot of the more complex stuff with external objects like snatch and clean and jerk, I really feel that it's important to really have these basics down. You should have a nice solid kipping pull up. You should have a very strong, strict pull up. You should be able to do a rope climb. Um, you should be able to do a dip. You should have a great, and what I meant by the kipping pull is but it's a great arc hollow position, meaning we could really get into some uh, long, great shapes that build good tension, and we have the ability to, to move through space and hold those positions or regain those positions. Uh, once your body has a really good idea of how to do that, and you could do that in a good range of motion, and you develop some good strength with uh, your dips and your pull-ups, um, and you could even do some more complex movements like bar muscle-ups, <clears throat> once you move up to that next rung in weightlifting, snatch and clean and jerk and being able to move around that barbell becomes so much easier and you can progress so much faster. But a lot of people kind of skip right over the gymnastics uh, piece of it and they start to spend a lot of their time in weightlifting um, to move those bigger numbers and to do that uh, with the barbell. And you're really doing yourself a disservice by not taking a step back and at least can, uh, including some sort of dynamic gymnastics in your uh, routine, uh, meaning kipping practice, toe bar practice in some sort of strict strength building gymnastics, meaning lots of um, strict 
pull-ups, strict dips, uh, strict handstand push-ups. And if we look at the uh, Chinese as one example, the Chinese weightlifters, they're at the lowest body weights and they're outlifting them, uh, us, the Americans, at our highest body weights, right? Like our biggest lifters lift the same as they're like kind of run like they're 96 kilos and they're in their 77 kilo lifters. It's insane. And when now that we're um, kind of seeing into that training a little bit more through like Instagram and different things on the internet. I don't know about you, but I've noticed just a ton of gymnastics work being done with these weightlifters. Like it's equal, huge, impressive lift in like multiple sets of deficit handstand pushups or weighted ring dips for like sets of 20, right? So it's no coincidence that the best in the sport at the leanest of the body weights incorporate a ton of gymnastics in with their weightlifting routines. Okay. Um, then at the top with the weightlifting there, I want to make it clear so we're not we're not being mistaken. I'm not talking about you know lifting weights in the sense of like curls and lateral raises. We're talking only compound movements uh, that produce the best response for us under stress, whether that be hormonally um, giving us the best response um, or whether that just be as far as range of motion and the distance traveled, which therefore produces more power, which gives us a better uh, stress response on the body. Um, those are the movements we're talking about here and you should be spending your time perfecting these mechanically first you guys hear me talk about it all the time and i won't go into the gripe here we have a whole entire other podcast for that but really dialing in your mechanics which then again goes back to that gymnastics if you can't perform a air squat perfectly with no weight you have no business throwing a barbell on your back Okay, if there's some sort of mobility issues or something like that, that's considered a body weight thing, and that needs to be addressed before you start to layer on uh, more weight or speed or anything like that. Once you start, it'll just it'll waste your time. You won't you won't be able to progress fast. Okay, um, so again, that's why gymnastics is at the bottom of that pyramid. Then at the top we have sport, um, which this one is an interesting one to me. I would love to have to, the ability to sit down with Greg Glassman and talk about how the sport has changed because originally when this was written crossfit wasn't a sport now that crossfit is a sport um you could just say that the pyramid of course is more true due to it but like you know what what does that play in a factor and, and what are some of these athletes uh, missing because one of the big things about crossfit especially in the early days was it was about taking the fitness that we develop in the gym to be better outside of the gym and um, as things has developed a lot of us that uh think crossfit is the sport we tend to spend too much time inside the gym and not using that fitness um in the best it's fresh and possible which is life outside of it whether you're hiking climbing or whether you're playing a game of pickup basketball or something like that take that fitness and use it and uh, that's what he meant there um and then also too that was at a time when working with a lot of olympic athletes like he did in the past it's like hey if you want to become a better skier stronger skier work on your stuff below it before you start working on your specific skiing drills in your solemns and those will become better right work on all the stuff below it and you'll become a better three uh a free throw shooter rather than just spending all your time there. Now, of course, you need time specifically practicing your free throw shots and your three-pointers, but your off-season training should mostly consist of CrossFit to make that sure that you're efficient in all those things so that when you get back to that free throw next season, you're even better at it. And then the time that you do spend working on it is much more efficient because you have a much stronger built race car to help you get there anyways. Like six sports analogies in one sentence. <laughs> 
Good times. Okay, so I hope that gives you guys a pretty good uh, sense of the hierarchy of development, how to develop yourself. And this is physically speaking, um, just as far as performance, physical performance. Uh, This was written in 2002, and I think um, almost 18 years later, it holds even more true now than it did then. And we have even more examples of it now uh, than, than we did then and it continues to work great. So if you guys have any questions about um, this specifically, please let me know in the link below. If you haven't already, like I've said, go check out the uh, iTunes where we have the um, articles there in audio form uh, for you guys. So you could also get this information directly from the article as it is verbatim. If you're watching uh, now and you're still watching, thank you very much. Thank you for sticking through me with the whole entire episode. I hope you've gained something from it. And um, as always, thanks for listening. If you guys haven't already, hit the like below. I guess it doesn't really matter at this point or subscribe, but, uh, you know, Hey, or don't whatever. All right. Have a good day.